Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envy.
Mario's eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Welcome to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. I'd like to welcome you to the broadcast this evening. Thank you for joining us, no matter where you're listening around the world, no matter what time it is, morning, afternoon, or night. This is the Secret Teachings, as we air Monday through Friday on the Fringe FM, broadcasting through the Paranormal Radio app and others. For those of you who would like to listen to the show after it airs, though, a lot of people have been asking me, where is the show? They can't find it on the podcast players. Well, that's because we've switched over to another service, and so you'll have to search the show again. Just type in the secret teachings like before, or you can just reload your application and reload the show. That might be the easiest way to do it. But if you'd like to access the free archive in a single place on the internet, if you're using a browser, if you go to our website, click on the free archive, you'll see an embed player for the secret teachings. You can listen there. Or underneath of that, I've put in the RSS feed for the show, so you can plug that in to your podcast player on Apple Podcasts, for example. You can access, at the top right, the settings to plug in a URL and just copy and paste that feed into the URL, and it will give it to you directly on the podcast player. I don't think all of them do it, but I know Apple does definitely do it. I checked it out on my phone as well, so you can listen to the show that way, or there are links to all of the different platforms where the show is available. All of that is on the Secret Teachings website at thesecretteachings.info. There's also a free archive for our weekend show, TST Weekends, and you'll find also an embedded player and RSS feed and links to all of the different podcast applications. If you'd like to listen to the show without advertisements, you can click on the Member Subscribe tab and subscribe to the show so that you can get access to a private RSS feed where you do not have to listen to advertisements. You'll also get access to a lot more than just the previous few hundred shows. We have the full show archive in the member archive. You'll get montages and you'll get my digital books. All of that is on the website at www.thesecretteachings.info. And for those of you who can't afford a subscription, To get access to all of that, we run an honor system program here on the show. We've run it for a long time. And if you click on the subscribe tab, you'll see a little section that says can't afford reoccurring payments. You can either donate once, and there's a link to do that, or you can email me at rdgable at yahoo.com, and we'll see what we can do, depending on your situation, about setting up an account for you, even if it's just temporarily, so that you can get into the ad-free archive. But That's a new way to listen to the show. You do have to deal with some advertisements, but it is completely free to do so. www.thesecretteachings.info That's www.thesecretteachings.info Again, my email is rdgable at yahoo.com That's rdgable at yahoo.com You can check us out on social media, facebook.com forward slash thesecretteachings. We are also on Gab and Gitter. That's Gab and Gitter. Those are our only two social media platforms outside of Facebook, and we're still building those audiences, so we don't have a lot of followers yet 
Gab and Gitter. Facebook is probably the easiest place to reach us, though, if you are looking to get in contact with us outside of the email on social media. On our website, you'll also find our affiliate sponsors, Pro One Water Filters. There is a link and a tab at the top of the page uh, in the slider bar. If you click on that, it'll take you right to Pro One's website. I want to thank you all for buying a water filter, those of you who have. We have sold uh, consistent water filters over the last couple of months, so that's uh, it's not something we make a lot of money off of, but it's something that when you buy one, I know that you as a, as a listener who bought a water filter through us, you're getting something that is something I have myself, something that's very beneficial, very practical, and it should last you a very long time. So I'm glad that some of you have gone out there and you've gra- grabbed a water filter. I appreciate that. Also, my books on the website, Occult Arcana, The Technological Elixir, and Food Philosophy, those are available. They're all in the, uh, the most recent updated form. You can read reviews on the website and it has all the information on how to purchase one of those books. They're only on the website, though. If you see them other places, they are likely scams. Someone's trying to rip you off or charge you a bunch of money. It's, it's only available on the website. Just check out the website, and you'll find everything there. Today is Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And, uh, you know, it's, I guess, technically not, because we're, we're into Tuesday already, but, you know, since this show airs Monday through Friday, uh, Monday was Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And, uh, you know, his family still believes that James Earl Ray was not his killer. Uh, you know, and this is the narrative that regardless of who you are or what you believe, the printed narrative is subsequently taught to every new generation that James Earl Ray killed Martin Luther King Jr., that Lee Harvey Oswald killed John F. Kennedy, and so on and so forth. And it's just like with questioning the JFK assassination. If you believe in any fact, any detail, anything that is not within an official report, you run the risk of being called crazy. You run the risk of being called a conspiracy theorist or paranoid or delusional. And these are all words that are tossed around by every conceivable group association, every conceivable group affiliation to discredit every perceived opposition. In fact, it's much easier today, it seems, to assassinate someone not with a gun, not with a bullet, but with words than it would be to kill someone like Martin Luther King Jr., a social and political dissident. It's much easier to use words to persuade people than the barrel of a gun. It's much easier to persuade people with language that is spoken, that is printed, that is published in a magical, siren-like way. Language that is implying something, but not declaring or proving something. Language that is indicative of a form of, of, of psychological behavior modification. Words that mean only to imply, words that mean only to suggest, but words that are not as substantial as the context implies that they are. I'll give you an example of what I mean. When Dr. Robert Malone went on to Joe Rogan 
and mention those three blasphemous words, mass formation psychosis. Media outlets absolutely erupted, not only in hateful and spiteful attacks on Malone's character, but in a form of denial indicative of a kid caught with his hand in the cookie jar. In fact, it's quite clear that the media has protested a bit too much. All they've done is create one mindset that basically denies the existence of such a thing. There's no such thing as mass formation psychosis. There's no such thing. There's no such thing. There's no such thing, which is really the definition of mob psychology, which is what Dr. Malone was referring to as a form of mass formation psychosis. While creating another group, the media has done this. They've created another group that aggressively supports something, mass formation psychosis, that prior to the interview with Joe Rogan, they've never heard of this before. And this is something that you know I got to experience in the real world for about 20 minutes. I, I was out doing laundry, and I, uh, I had a T-shirt on. I, I, I haven't worn this T-shirt for a while, but I have a T-shirt on that says, Biden for nursing home. And when I pulled into the laundromat, I saw uh, an InfoWars sticker on a car that I parked next to. And I thought, I um, wonder if this guy's around. I, you know, I'd kind of like to talk to this guy or this girl or whoever this is. I, I normally don't get along very well with InfoWars listeners because they, they tend to be very right-wing and they tend to be very, I don't know what you would call it, but they tend to be very right-wing and they tend to be another version of whatever the left has become. But I, I, I waited around, and I, I had my laundry in, and I saw the guy come out. And as he came out, I, I, I was walking back in to check, to check on my, uh, my wash, and he, he saw my shirt, and he came over and he shook my hand, and he said, I, I like the shirt. It's, it's not, you know, every day I get to talk to an InfoWars listener. He's like, how long have you been listening to Alex Jones? And I said, I don't know. I've been listening to Alex Jones since, like, I don't know, probably like 2010. I've been listening to Alex Jones a long time. Uh, but see, that's, that's kind of the, the issue already. I've identified myself as a, as a listener of Alex Jones. So to someone who's also a listener of Alex Jones, he starts to tell me things that I'm immediately disagreeing with because I've heard them over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. I've heard the same narrative. I've heard the talking points that, that come from InfoWars. You know, and, and I don't necessarily have a problem with those talking points. I'm just I'm watching other people who listen to Alex Jones regurgitate and repeat exactly what he is saying, almost as if they also don't have a mind of their own. And this guy was very nice. He was very genuine. He was telling me about, you know, his experiences in Arizona and asking me where, where I was from. And I told him New York. And he was like, that's, that's, that's a pretty rough place to, to, uh, to be with, you know, having this, this kind of an open mind, if you will. And he started telling me things that since I listened to Alex Jones, maybe like two times a week, I, I realized, I mean, that's just a talking point. And I don't think it's an Alex Jones talking point. I think it's an Alex Jones's audience talking point listening to hear, what do I believe? What do I think? What's happening? What's going on? Alex is the authority. And then they just regurgitated in the real world. And one of the things this guy brought up to me, we were talking about a, uh, a bookstore that was a few doors down from the laundromat. And it, it's literally 
here in Tucson, Arizona. It's literally a communist revolutionary bookstore, which I'm surprised you can run one of those because if you opened up a, a Nazi Hitler bookstore, I'm pretty sure that would be closed down or at least vandalized. But there really is like a communist revolutionary bookstore here in Tucson, Arizona. So we were talking about that. And I said, uh, you know, I was joking with the guy. I said, you got to kind of be careful. You know, these people will, will physically attack you. And he's like, I know, I know. It's, it's like that thing. Um, what was that thing that doctor said on Joe Rogan? Or, and, and I started to say it. And he's like, oh, mass formation psychosis. And right there in that moment, this, he was a very nice guy, very nice guy, very genuine, uh, at least pro-human. At, you know, at the very least, he was pro-human. And he says, mass formation psychosis. And I just stood there and I thought, it, it doesn't really matter if you're on the left or you're on the right or you're down the center. I mean, everybody has that source of what do I need to know today? Where can I get my information? They go to their source and that source gives them the talking points, whether it's CNN, Fox News, and whether they're doing it intentionally or not or it's InfoWars, or it's Joe Rogan. You know, I mean, I don't particularly like the Joe Rogan show. I don't hate Joe Rogan. I mean, I enjoy some of it, but I don't really listen to the Joe Rogan show. I don't really listen to a lot of other radio, a lot of other podcasts, but I see someone like Joe Rogan, and when something becomes popular on Joe Rogan's show, suddenly anyone who's not left-wing starts to regurgitate it, as if it's their belief, as if it's their thought. It's the talking point that manifests in the other side of the political spectrum. You see what I mean? When that guy said mass formation psychosis to me, I thought, if I were standing here talking to this guy a month ago, two months ago, six months ago, before Dr. Robert Malone was known to anybody, the way that he is now. Would that guy have also said to me when I mentioned about the communist revolutionary bookstore in Tucson and how a lot of these people are, are psychotic and you could be physically assaulted just for having an Infowars sticker, would that guy have also said mass formation psychosis to me? And I would be willing to bet a large sum of money, no, he would not have said those three words to me. Why? Because he'd never heard of them before. That doesn't mean when you learn something new and you say it that, that, that suddenly you know, you're discredited. What, what I'm saying is whether you're on the left or the right or you're down the center, politics don't even necessarily matter. It's just the, the, the narrative that a group collective utilizes to express their identity. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're a Christian. It doesn't matter if you're Jewish. It doesn't matter if you're an atheist. I mean, I've met so many atheists in my life that literally don't think like atheists. They just don't like religion, and so they regurgitate talking points of atheism. And then when I've spoken to an atheist, and they've, te- they've told me, well, I believe, and then they just regurgitate the talking point, I believe that people who are religious just have an issue with, you know, they, they have to believe in something. They, they can't imagine that there's, that there's nothing out there. And so they're really scared of death. And I think every time I hear something like that, 
That's literally literally what every other atheist uh, from that I've talked to essentially believes. Do you actually believe that, or is that just what your collective expresses to to declare their identity? I, I want to know what you as an individual think. I want to know what you as as a conservative thinks, or as a liberal thinks, or as a Jewish person, or a Muslim person. I don't want to hear the standard status quo regurgitation, talking points and rhetoric, and, and and this is this is in everything, every day, every experience. This is all around us, and 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 again, it doesn't matter what your political or religious affiliations are. Those are the big ones. It doesn't matter what those are. If you listen to people, you'll hear talking points, and you'll start to recognize. Oh, that came from CNN. Oh, that came from Alex Jones. Oh, that came from Joe Rogan. Oh, that came from MSNBC. Oh, that came from XYZ, XYZ. And you'll start to realize people don't really have their own opinions. They think they have their own opinions, but they're really just the opinions of others. The opinions that are crafted by psychologists. The opinions that are, that are created and distributed through mainstream media that are a byproduct of, of banking interests, corporate interests, think tanks. A lot of times, these are just experiments. And they don't even have to be intentionally cultivated as an experiment. But why did the media find it necessary to pick up those three words from the Malone-Rogan interview and spread them like worse than a wildfire? Mass formation psychosis. I mean, one might think that the whole idea of denying that there's mass formation psychosis is a form of cultivating mass formation psychosis. I mean, these Joe Rogan interviews are really long, if you've ever watched one. They're not like 30 minutes. They're long interviews. You sit down and you have a conversation with Joe. So these aren't short little sound bites. Of all the things that were in that interview... All the things that they talked about. Why has the media picked up those three words and distributed them so aggressively? One might say they've spread those three words aggressively in a form of denial, in a form of panic and hysteria, because mass formation psychosis is exactly the business that mainstream media is involved in. And so they're trying to take control of the narrative and discredit it so you don't catch on to the ruse. And maybe there's some truth to that. But I think differently. I think what happened was the media has taken those three words intentionally and they've used them as a form of mass formation psychosis to see how they can get certain groups to act and react in relationship to those words, and in relationship to each other. How? Well, in uh, political terms, in, in, in the nature of politics, you have people that are going to immediately deny, because the media told them to, that MFP exists. There's no mass formation psychosis that doesn't exist. And then you get other people who have also never heard the words before, and they suddenly 
believe in mass formation psychosis. Oh, yeah, it's exactly what that Dr. Malone was talking about on Joe Rogan. That's what this is all about. But what if mass formation psychosis was just some form of some form of, uh, you know, choice of words that Malone chose to use because mass formation is just mob psychology. And if mass formation is just mob psychology, then we have a lot of other words that could be utilized to better express or to at least in a different way express what mass formation psychosis really is. I mean, what is psychosis? It's when people lose contact with reality. So mob psychology the, the group collective tends to have very little connection to reality because the mob doesn't have a mind of its own in individual players and characters. The, the mob is moving in the direction of those that control the psychosis of the mob. So mass formation psychosis, you call it whatever you want, mob mentality, hive mind, Call it whatever you want. It's essentially the same thing. And the fact that the media has tried to take those three words and and manufacture an alternative narrative, I think, tells you that it's not so much that Dr. Robert Malone is right and the media is trying to cover up what they're involved in. I think it's actually proof of how powerful media is in all of its forms and how gullible, how naive, and how much people desire authority to tell them what to believe. I mean, it, it, it is a, an enormous Milgram experiment. You don't actually have to be a doctor. You just have to have a white lab coat. You don't actually have to be a doctor. You just have to be a really good actor. I mean, this is a combination of, 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 of several different psychological components that ultimately boils down to behavioral psychology, uh, understanding how environment shapes human behavior. And, and whether it's intentional or not, whether it's Malone on Joe Rogan or it's somebody on Alex Jones, the followers of those shows, of those those networks, uh, MSNBC, Fox News, whatever, the followers of these, 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 these organizations, they, they don't think for themselves. And it doesn't matter if they're liberals or they're conservatives or whatever, whatever they are. They regurgitate and they repeat the talking points of their collective. And that is beyond dangerous. That, and that is not only beyond dangerous, that is the nature of human existence in the 21st century, it, it, it seems to be that through psychology and, and through uh, digital technologies, the human mind has effectively been hijacked and rewired so that it doesn't matter if you're a conservative or a liberal or a Christian or a Muslim. If you don't fit into one of those categories, you are immediately, a red light is going off, you are immediately assigned to the enemy in the minds of those people that are doing the assessing. And it doesn't matter what your beliefs really are. It doesn't matter what you truly think or feel. You are an enemy of that collective 
even if you agree with some of the things that collective believes in, you are still an enemy of that collective because you don't repeat the talking points. You don't regurgitate the talking points. This shows us that very few people are in control of their thoughts. Very few people believe in what they think they believe in. Most people are simply regurgitating and repeating what their group collective expresses in order to to demonstrate what they believe they are internally. This is a scary notion. We're going to talk about more of it tonight on the show. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Stay with us. The month of Janus in the year of the Tiger 2022. Here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available is The Secret Teachings Weekends, our one hour Saturday morning show. Search the name and start listening today for free. But if you want to avoid those annoying ads, head on over to thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to the ad-free archive. It's got old shows, new shows, and you can also download Ryan's digital books. Subscribe today. What are you waiting for? The end of the world? If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of my research in your hands, visit our website and grab physical and digital copies of my books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, theology, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. And food philosophy might just change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Remember, shipping is always included with the books. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and get your copy today. The Secret Teachings is now on Gab and Getter. Search Ryan Gable on both to find the show or stick with The Secret Teachings in the Metaverse. This is Michael Strange from Troubled Minds. Did you hear that scientists recently discovered radio waves coming from Proxima Centauri? Well, I cannot confirm nor deny we are broadcasting from that neck of the woods. You are listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in paranormal talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. Do you have everything you need to explore The Secret Teachings? I've got my secret socks on and my secret TV and my secret TV channel. Looks like SpongeBob's ready. Are you? Hey, this is Charlie Robinson, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. This is David Icke from DavidIcke.com, author of The Phantom Self and The Perception Deception. And you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable.
So recently we had this movie come out called Don't Look Up. And Don't Look Up was one of those movies that didn't have any promotion. Never saw an advertisement for it. Never heard of it. But suddenly one day I started getting phone calls. People in radio, people that are friends of mine that are asking me and people texting me and asking me, have you seen Don't Look Up? Have you seen this movie? And I said, I've never heard of this movie. And they said, well, you have to watch this movie. You've got to watch this movie. It's, it's weird. It's, it's good, but it's not good. It's, it's really bad, but it's also kind of decent. And all these famous actors and actresses in it. Meryl Streep's in it. Leonardo DiCaprio's in it. Jennifer Lawrence is in it. I think Ariana Grande's actually in it. Kate Blanchett. You've got to watch this movie. And, and so one person said that to me. And I thought, okay, it, it, it's apparently trending. So, you know, one of my friends said you should watch this. And I thought, okay, maybe I'll watch it. Some, I didn't even know what it was. And then another person called me. And another person called me. Another person texted me. And, and all these people are asking me, have you seen this movie? And, I mean, I don't watch TV. And I don't really watch a lot of, a lot of streaming services I mean, I've been watching through the X-Files again, but I have everything on DVD. I I don't like Netflix. I don't like Hulu. I I definitely don't watch cable television. And and people kept asking me and asking me. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go look this movie up. I'm going to go look it up. And it's it's a really long movie. It's like two and a half hours. And uh, I I was planning to sit down and watch the movie uh, last week. And uh, Hope, actually, my, my fiance Hope, she was uh, a home one afternoon when I, I went out to do some stuff and she was home, uh, you know, doing her thing. And I came home and she was watching the movie. And she said, you haven't seen this yet, have you? And I said, I said, no, I haven't seen it. You're like the fifth person to ask me if I've seen this movie. And, and she said, it's, it's weird. She's like, I, I just don't know what to think about it. It's really weird. And like, I, I walked over to it and I had a snack. I was eating something. And I watched like maybe 20 minutes of it. Not, maybe not even 20 minutes. Maybe like 15 minutes. And what I saw, it, 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 was, it was a horrible movie. Horrible movie. And, you know, a lot of people only watch it because these big stars are in it. Because they're starstruck. Oh, my God, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, my God, Mar- Meryl Streep's in it. Oh, my God, I got Ariana Grande. I got to watch this movie. When I saw the few minutes I saw of this movie, and I saw the, the social media and people I knew, friends of mine, and all the all the the the, the, um, the news articles, and you know the 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 TV show, you know websites, it's everywhere. And and, I, and all I could think was that this movie, just like anything else that becomes popular overnight, that this movie is not just a movie. This movie is an experiment. This movie is meant to. See how the public reacts to something that can be interpreted in so many different ways. Like this movie is about astronomers that, that go on a, 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 a media tour to warn mankind that there's a comet approaching Earth that's going to destroy the planet. And a lot of people have said that this movie is, is a metaphor for COVID-19. Others have said it's a metaphor for, for the political climate of the world and of the United States. Others have said, no, this is just a a, a story about how, you know, people in power don't care. And I think it's probably all of those things. And I think that's probably the point. 
I think that this movie, Don't Look Up, is meant to monitor the public to determine how segments of the population, depending upon their viewpoint, depending upon what they believe, will react, will react to something of, of, of such a symbolic nature. Something that can be interpreted in a, in, a, in a million different ways, a billion different ways, but ultimately it boils down to what's the synopsis of the movie. And the point is that a movie like this, doesn't you don't need to have all that promotion. All you need to do is release it, Social media picks the story up, the algorithms distribute it, and now we have an experiment to see how people react. It's just like with that TV show Black Mirror. When you could interact with that episode called Bandersnatch, and you could determine what the character did next, interactive through your Netflix. Netflix was cataloging what you would do, what decisions you would make, and then they would determine what the next episode or the next TV show, the next movie would be that you might like. They were using an algorithm to determine how you would respond to certain situations in this TV show. Would you be violent? Would you be kind? Would you spare that person? Would you kill that person? What is your personality? And how can that personality be made more malleable? How can that personality be coerced? How could that personality be molded to one or another ideologies and belief systems? Same thing with with Facebook, with their 10-year challenge and the Facebook uh, experiment to see how people would react to certain things that are published on the platform. Uh, It's all psychology. It's all psychology. And when Dr. Robert Malone went on the Joe Rogan show and said those three words, mass formation psychosis, the media responded in a way that, that was indicative of a kid being caught with his hand in the, can, in the candy jar or the cookie jar. Because the media did something that I think a lot of people haven't realized. The media, yes, the media said mass formation psychosis does not exist. It's no, there's no such thing. They've got all the experts, all the fact checkers. But something else happened. Anybody that follows the media is going to say, yeah, none of that exists. None of that's real, especially people that are leaning more to the left. On the other side of the political aisle, though, another group was certain that mass formation psychosis existed. And they began aggressively supporting something that prior to the interview with Joe Rogan, they had never heard of before. And then that becomes the talking point. I met a guy out here in Tucson, Arizona, and we were having a conversation. He saw the t-shirt that I had on that said Biden for nursing home. And I don't know what he assumed about me, but he assumed that I liked InfoWars, and I, and I do kind of like InfoWars. I do like Alex Jones. And he shook my hand, and we started talking, and we were talking about a little bit about psychology and, and, and mob mentalities. And he says, yes, like mass formation psychosis. And it struck me in that moment. But if I'd have had that conversation with this guy prior to the Joe Rogan interview, he either wouldn't have known what to call it or he wouldn't have said anything at all in relationship to mob psychology. But he knew those three words, mass formation psychosis, because he had listened to Alex Jones. Doesn't make this individual a bad guy. He was a very nice guy, very kind guy, very concerned guy. But when I hear those three words, I know 
that there's a magical quality to them. There's a magical essence to them. Just like when I see Don't Look Up. Don't Look Up to me is not a movie. Don't Look Up to me is an experiment. To see how you will react when you watch the experiment. Sure, Leonardo DiCaprio's in it, but it's to see how you will react on social media to the experiment. So the media can say mass formation psychosis doesn't exist, and one side can say it exists, and the other side can say it doesn't exist, and one side will say, well, well, of course the media says it doesn't exist because that's what they're doing. They, 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 are, they are ground zero for mass formation psychosis. This is their, their modus operandi. This is how they operate. Mob psychology. And personally, I'm not really interested in defending mass formation psychosis or proving it wrong. This is the way my mind works. My mind works kind of in the opposite. I, I, I don't want to take a side because I don't see either side being right. And I don't think it's about being right. I think it's about being more right. I think it's about being accurate, more accurate. Because while people are arguing, is don't look up a story about COVID-19, even though it's about a a comet? Is it about the incompetence of authority? Is is it a metaphor for the political climate of the United States and the rest of the world? Did Dr. Robert Malone intentionally say those three words to get people to recognize what the media is doing? The media says mass formation psychosis doesn't exist, though. I mean, maybe, maybe the media is, is involved in this. Maybe the media is using mass formation psychosis. And instead of talking about all of that, I think we should look at something else. I think we should look at how the American Medical Association and Yale University, both of which here in the United States have used publicly psychology to coerce the population into doing precisely what the government and their corporate sponsors desire. The American Medical Association and Yale University have either sponsored or worked directly and published guides and reports on how to convince the public to take a vaccine simply by using words, not science. So you can say it's about science, it's not about science. Either way you cut it, it's about psychology. That's what's important here. But it's not just the AMA, it's not just Yale University. Some of you might remember last year, 2021, this big article from The Telegraph. The headline was this, Use of fear to control behavior in COVID crisis was totalitarian, admit scientists. Members of the Scientific Pandemic Influenza Group on Behavior, the SPI-B, they warned in March of last year that ministers needed to increase the, quote, perceived level of personal threat, end quote, from COVID-19 because, quote, a substantial number of people still do not feel sufficiently personally threatened. Scientists on the committee referred to the committee's use of unethical and totalitarian means to coerce the population into feeling sufficiently personally threatened. In the UK, they had something that was operated out of number 10, 10 Downing Street, called the Nudge Unit. Simon Ruda, the co-founder of the Nudge Unit, 
which was originally set up to encourage positive social behavior in the British public without the need for coercion or legislation, was weaponized during the pandemic in order to coerce people into doing what the government wanted them to do. In particular, feel more threatened than they really were. According to Simon Ruda, co-founder of the Nudge Unit, quote, In my mind, the most egregious and far-reaching mistake made in responding to the pandemic has been the level of fear willingly conveyed on the public. That fear seems to have subsequently driven policy decisions in a worrying feedback loop. End quote. He also noted that such actions amounted to, quote, state-sanctioned propaganda. Part of this referred to the obsession that the government and the media had in the UK, and the same is true for the United States and pretty much any other organized country, that there was an obsession with daily case numbers. And those daily case numbers dominated the thinking of the public. That process included exaggerating the threat posed by COVID and producing lured, alarmist propaganda to frighten the population into subservience. Members of the Scientific Pandemic Influenza Group on Behavior, the SPI-B, which was a subcommittee of the Scientific Advisory Group for Emergencies, which was the government's chief scientific advisory group, reported that in March of 2020, right around the time the first lockdown was decreed, that the governments, the governing authorities in the United Kingdom should drastically increase the, quote, perceived level of personal threat, end quote, in relation to the virus, because, quote, a substantial number of people still still do not believe or feel sufficiently personally threatened. One scientist with the SPIB unit admitted that, quote, in March 2020, the government was very worried about compliance and they thought people wouldn't want to be locked down. Who would? There were discussions, they say, about fear being needed to encourage compliance. This is a quote. There were discussions about fear being needed to encourage compliance, and decisions were made about how to ramp up the fear. The same scientist added, quote, The use of fear has definitely been ethically questionable. It's been like a weird experiment. Ultimately, it backfired because people became too scared. So this is Simon Ruda, the co-founder of Number 10's Nudge Unit, and its behavioral scientists working with the government to determine the best policies to coerce the public into believing something that is not true, that the virus poses a greater personal threat than it really does. And because people aren't afraid as they should be according to the government, there needs to be measures enacted, particularly those that are fear-based, to coerce people into a state not only of, of, of terror, but a state of hysteria. A state of hysteria where people are essentially ungovernable because of emotional excess. But when one becomes ungovernable because of emotional excess, one can be controlled through that emotional excess if one knows the right buttons to push and the right words to use. Basically, putting people into a frenzied state, an uncontrollable state 
or a, a state of wild behavior. I mean, ultimately, a delusional state. And not only a delusional state, but turning an individual who is otherwise rationally thinking, arguably a reasonable individual, into a paranoid schizophrenic who becomes delusional about the world that they live in and therefore disassociates from that world into an alternate reality. And that alternate reality is the one that the media and the one that governments have created in regards to COVID-19. The obsession with daily case numbers that dominates daily thinking. I actually turned on the local news here in Tucson, Arizona. We were flipping through the little rabbit ear antenna that we have. And Hope said, hey, can, can we watch the local news one time? And we, we don't have cable, so I said, yeah, let's put the antenna on and we'll see if we can pick anything up. We got like six news channels, uh, and most of them were like TV shows. And we, we started watching the local news. And, and you know how they have like a, we- a weather forecast? I mean, you've probably seen this before. I've never seen this. How they usually have a weather forecast, and they've got the, you know, the guy or the girl, and they're on there, and they're showing you where the high pressure, low pressure, cold, hot, whether it's going to rain or snow. They had a COVID tracker, but not just a COVID tracker that you'd see on CNN that they keep in the bottom right or the top right of the screen. It was like they broke down the state of Arizona into like red and pink zones. And they showed you that the the highest case numbers there and the highest case numbers there and the, the highest case numbers down there. And then they showed you for each individual part that had these high case numbers, what the case numbers were per day and and per week and then comparing those to other days and other weeks and just an absolute explosion of 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 arbitrary details that that are essentially meaningless that, that are pointless but they create a narrative that this is such a severe thing all these cases all these all these people that are getting sick that they don't tell you that they're sick they just tell you that they're cases They've identified cases, and they just show you nonstop big charts, and it's always in red and big graphs and and pie charts, and it's all a matter of terrifying the public into accepting the narrative that is offered as a solution to the problem that they have been so frightened by that they have been rendered immobile. That their brains are now inoperable. That they can't function because they've been petrified. They've been terrified to the point where they cannot function. So they have to find somebody to save them from what they've been made afraid of, what they're scared of. And now we know, as we knew last year, for those of you who paid attention to this, that 10 Downing Street used psychological warfare and state-sanctioned propaganda to terrorize the British people into accepting lockdowns and into accepting the new normal that is daily case counts, case numbers, etc., 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 that the idea of the pandemic was far worse than what it actually was in order to coerce them into accepting the new normal, the new narrative. And here's the thing. That form of control, you could break it down in a lot of ways. It turns the population into 
people that are paranoid, people that feel as if they're being threatened by something they're not actually being threatened by. And, and the irony is, the paranoia is not unjust because they are being threatened. They're being threatened by the people that are telling them that COVID-19 is a threat or a much larger threat, a bigger threat, a more substantial threat than it really is. You see how it works? So then the people that are paranoid ultimately turn to those that are gaslighting them to find a solution to the problem. And therefore, they become easily coerced into doing precisely what the government wills them to do when the government wants to will them to do it. They become malleable. You can call this delusional, especially now that we have open admittance from the scientific and psychological communities that this is precisely the method that the government used to coerce the population, turning people into paranoid, delusional schizophrenics, winding the population into a frenzied, uncontrollable state of hysteria using behavioral psychology in what amounts to a real-world, widespread Milgram experiment to see how people would react to this perceived threat and what powers they would delegate to authority to solve this perceived threat, to, to, to defend and protect society and, and their culture and their families and themselves from this perceived threat. In other words, words they've driven people into, into a form of psychosis where people lose contact with reality because if reality is that COVID-19 is not as dangerous as we've been told, as Klaus Schwab even said, it does not pose a new existential threat to the world. And if 10 Downing Street now and the scientists and psychologists working through them, whether it was the nudge unit or the SPI-B, the scientific pandemic influenza group on behavior, regardless of which group it was specifically, if members within the British government and scientists and psychologists are openly acknowledging this wasn't as bad as we've told you, and the public has been coerced into following orders that were not only arbitrary, They were only the will of authoritarians. They had no basis in reality. That means people, through behavioral psychology and terrorism, fear and terrorism, that's what it is, it's terrorism. It's fear. They have lost touch with reality. So they are suffering from mass psychosis. And whether you call it mass formation psychosis, it is mass psychosis. It is hysteria. It is delusion. It is paranoid schizophrenia. It is a collective hive mind mob that are so terrorized they cannot think or act as reasonable human beings. They become malleable pawns of the state or anybody running this this psychological operation. And this is what concerns me, folks. Dr. Robert Malone says this on Joe Rogan. 
And the left absolutely refuses to acknowledge that those three words even appear in the field of psychology. They don't exist, and they certainly don't exist together. Even if you, you define it differently, because you can define these, these words in different ways. Mass formation is just mob, psych, mob psychology, and psychosis is just disconnection from reality. So a mob suffering from paranoid, delusional, schizophrenic psychosis, they're mob disconnected from reality, like Antifa, for example, or Black Lives Matter. Not all the people, but a majority of them. Or a lot of Trump supporters, or QAnon. I mean, it's all the same thing. One's left, one's right, but it's all the same thing, or at least it's based in the same form of psychosis. You can call it mass formation psychosis. You can call it mass mob psychosis. You can call it mass delusion, whatever it is. I mean, Robert Malone is right, but at the same time, when you say that he's not right because mass formation psychosis isn't a term psychologists use, you're still right. So what is true? What is reality? And that's the whole point. There doesn't need to be reality. The point is creating more psychosis, making it difficult for people to recognize what is real and what is not real. And when you do that, people become hysterical. They become frenzied. They become delusional. They become paranoid. And they become victims of a form of psychological warfare that cultivates psychosis. Call it whatever you want. Deny that it exists or regurgitate and repeat exactly what Malone said because it was on the Joe Rogan show. You're proving the point regardless that people certainly are suffering from some form of mass delusion. And meanwhile, the American Medical Association, Yale University, they just openly publish ways to control you and coerce you and give you talking points on how to convince other people to get vaccines, not based on science, but based on psychology. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. When we come back, we're going to look at the AMA, we're going to look at Yale University, and we're going to look more at this so-called mass psychosis. www.thesecretteachings.info rdgable at yahoo.com Stay with us. There's more after this. The truth is out there. And so are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available is TST Weekends. Search the show name and start listening today for free. If you want to avoid those annoying ads, subscribe to our ad-free archive with our oldest shows, a private RSS feed, our montage archive, and Ryan's digital books. Visit thesecretteachings.info. People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. 
If you enjoy the secret teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. We must seize the means of production. Stop it, Vlad. You know the rule. No communism. Mama, if we just get rid of all these successful people, we'll finally be happy. No, honey, that just means we'll all be poor. Freedom-loving parents have long been left alone to shoulder the burden of educating their children and passing down a love of liberty. While there are few books that teach these ideas to adults, there seem to be fewer that teach them to children. The Tuttle Twins series changes all of that, helping parents convey the principles of freedom to their kids in a fun way. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate link for the Tuttle Twins to get your curriculum and books today so that you can educate yourself and your children on how to adhere to the principles of liberty for all people. So if you have offspring and don't want them supporting socialism, then click the link and order the Tuttle Twins books today. Stalin has no stunning new achievements unless you consider killing millions of innocent people an achievement. For a lot longer than most podcasts have been around, The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears spoke out about her conservatorship, and we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support, and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of the Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after Lighting the Void with Joe Roop, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Welcome back to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you for joining us this morning, this afternoon, tonight, whenever and wherever you are listening. The Secret Teachings airs Monday through Friday here on the Fringe FM and for one hour Saturday mornings on Aftermath FM. If you go to our website, thesecretteachings.info, you can find a full list of all of our shows. You can listen in the free archive. There is an embedded player in that archive, so you can listen directly on the website, or you can copy and paste the RSS feed provided to your app or browser so that you can access the show that way, or click on one of the many podcast players that we have. It'll take you directly to those websites, whether it's Spotify, Deezer, Apple, CastBox, 
Podcast Addict, Google, etc. And you can listen to the show that way. www.thesecretteachings.info That is where you can find that free archive for both The Secret Teachings and The Secret Teachings Weekends. But if you do want to avoid those advertisements, you can go to the website and subscribe to the show. When you subscribe, you'll get access to the full show archive with all of the shows, more shows than the free archive, going back to 2013. You'll get access to all of those shows, advertisement-free. You'll also get a private RSS feed that'll have the ad-free version of those shows, so you can plug that into your podcast player or plug that into your browser. And you get the ad-free version of the shows, because we have a different... uh, we have a different RSS feed set up for that. You'll also get access to the montages. We've got about 100 of those in the montage archive. There's an embed player for that on the website and copies of my books digitally. Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info. Subscribe today and support The Secret Teachings. You are the only thing that keeps us on air and keeps us broadcasting week in and week out. And we really appreciate those of you who subscribe to the show, those of you who become patrons on Patreon. You can search for us there, or there is a link on the website. We're still building up our Patreon page. We have behind-the-scenes videos and more. Or if you have the ability, you can donate to the show as well. Of course, it's better to just get a book or subscribe. But if you can't afford the reoccurring payments, you can donate one time to the show that way as well. And contact us. You'll see it on the website. If you have any trouble affording the show, we do have an honor program here on The Secret Teachings, probably something you won't find on other shows. And you can email me about that. If you have anything else you'd like to email me about, it's the same email. It's on the website as well, rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings. And also find us on Gab and Gitter. That's Gab and Gitter. So we know that the use of fear has been used by the British government officially now to coerce the British people into doing things that they otherwise would not do. According to an individual named Simon Ruda, co-founder of a unit called Nudge, operating within number 10 or 10 Downing Street, The nudge unit was initially set up to encourage positive behavioral changes in the British public and to encourage those changes without the need for legislation and without the need for coercion. So it's kind of like a a psychological, social, or a social psychological program meant to encourage better social behavior that promotes social cohesion. At least that was the official explanation for what this unit was supposed to do. However, the unit was utilized to spread immense amounts of fear to control the population in the wake of COVID-19. According to Simon Ruda, he said, in my, mo- in my mind, the most egregious and far-reaching mistake made in responding to the pandemic has been the level of fear willingly conveyed on the public. That fear seems to have subsequently driven policy decisions in a worrying feedback loop. That's something he referred to as, quote, state-sponsored propaganda. The behavioral scientist said that 
This happened as a result of obsessing over daily case numbers. And those daily case numbers began dominating public thinking. The public was not in as much danger from COVID-19 as the government and the media implied, suggested, and coercively demanded that they believe that they were. In other words, the threat of COVID-19 was grossly exaggerated in a form of alarmist propaganda to frighten the population into subservience. Gavin Morgan, a psychologist on the Scientific Pandemic Influenza Group on Behavior, the SPI-B, was quoted as saying, quote, Clearly, using fear as a means of control is not ethical. Using fear smacks of totalitarianism. It's not an ethical stance for any modern government. By nature, I am an optimistic person, but all this has given me a more per, per, uh, pessimistic view of, of people. And, and Gavin Morgan, who was a psychologist on the team, and you notice they use psychologists, I've said this for, for, for a decade now, psychologists run the world. It's all about psychology. Gavin Morgan, a psychologist on this team, said that they used fear to control the population. The scientific pandemic influenza group on behavior, the uh, SPI-B, even warned in March of last year, or technically the year before last, 2020, that ministers needed to, quote, increase the perceived level of personal threat. And they needed to do that because COVID-19 wasn't as dangerous as they had told people. So they needed to increase the perceived threat to the individual because, quote, a substantial number of people still do not feel sufficiently personally threatened. Now, the SPI-B is one of the subcommittees that advises the Scientific Advisory Group for Emergencies, otherwise known as SAGE, led by Sir Patrick Valence, the Chief Scientific Officer. One of these SPIB scientists told uh, a woman who is now writing a book on this, Laura Dodsworth, that, quote, in March 2020, the government was very worried about compliance and they thought people wouldn't want to be locked down. There were discussions about fear being needed to encourage compliance and decisions were made about how to ramp up the fear. The way we have used fear is dystopian. The use of fear has definitely been ethically questionable. It's been like a weird experiment. Ultimately, it backfired because people became too scared. Another SPIB member said, you could call psychology mind control. That's what we do. Clearly, we try to go about it in a positive way, but it has been used nefariously in the past. Now, one might even question, are these open acknowledgments over the last two years another form of psychological control? Another form of psychological experiment to see how the public will react to being told that it was all a lie, that it was all manufactured, that it wasn't true, that you weren't in any danger. How will the public react to that? The answer is they don't. They continue to go about their daily lives petrified, terrified, terrorized, afraid to shake hands, afraid to talk to their family members and neighbors and afraid that their life could end at a moment's notice if they come into contact with something invisible. 
Another one of the SPIB members said and warned that, quote, people use the pandemic to grab power and drive through things that wouldn't happen otherwise. We have to be very careful about the authoritarianism that is creeping in. Another said, quote, without a vaccine, psychology is your main weapon. Psychology has had a really good epidemic, actually. Another SPIB member said that they were, quote, stunned by the weaponization of behavioral psychology. And according to Steve Baker, the deputy chairman of the COVID recovery group of Tory MPs said, quote, if it is true that the state took the decision to terrify the public to get compliance with rules, that raises extremely serious questions about the type of society we want to become, end quote. As well as overt warnings about the danger of the virus, the government has been also accused of feeding the public a nonstop diet of bad news, such as deaths and hospitalizations, without ever putting the figures into context. How many people recovered? How many people actually died of COVID as opposed to died with COVID? And whether the daily death tolls and the yearly death tolls were above or below any other daily or yearly death toll. You see, because context matters a lot. How many people normally die on a daily basis? How many people normally die every month? How many people normally die every year? How many people are diagnosed with diseases every single day? Tens of thousands. How many people die every day? Tens of thousands. How many people die every year? Hundreds of thousands. Millions of people. Do you know that 610,000 people, according to the CDC, die on average every year from heart disease? And that about three quarters of that, roughly, is preventable. That means half a million people every year in the United States do not have to die of heart disease and just heart disease. And yet they do anyway. Half a million people. A few hundred thousand, about a hundred thousand or so of those people. It's not considered reversible or preventable. And I don't even know if I necessarily believe that. But 610,000 people die a year from heart disease, and all we can talk about is 836 died of COVID. That's 836,000. 836,000 died of COVID. When we find out that actually most of them died with COVID. Most of them died of other things. And see, this is where things get really scary. Because all over the media, not only has... There's been talk of this mass formation psychosis that Dr. Robert Malone brought up on Joe Rogan. But there was an ABC Good Morning America interview with Rochelle Walensky of the CDC. And in asking Rochelle Walensky a question, her response that was the overwhelming number of deaths, over 75%, occurred in people who had at least four comorbidities. So really, these are people who were unwell to begin with. And yes, really encouraging news in the context of Omicron. She was asked about deaths relating to COVID-19. And she was asked about those deaths in regards to a COVID-19 study about those deaths. ABC News reportedly chopped up the segment. So she explicitly, or at least it sounded like she was explicitly, saying that all deaths as a result of COVID-19 all deaths, virtually all deaths, were a result of comorbidities. She said 75% of them were a result of comorbidities. Not just one comorbidity, two comorbidities, up to four comorbidities per person. People that already had heart disease, people that already had cancer, people that already had diabetes, people that were already essentially on their deathbeds. 
Now, that's important, right? Because that would seem to suggest that there is no pandemic, that there, there are just people that are dying like normal, and there are people that have other diseases, and when, when they die of those other diseases, COVID-19 is being put in their death certificate because hospitals get more money that way because of the declared state of emergency, the declared pandemic, right? But what's really terrifying is that CNN picked this story up and said, look, ABC News cut this video. And the context really matters. And one might wonder, since when is CNN ever concerned about context? They're never concerned about context. They make their living off of things that are taken out of context. So why would CNN say, hey, ABC News, Good Morning America, you're wrong. You took that interview out of context. Well, it was because a lot of people that were politically right-wing, conservative, people that didn't believe the official narrative of COVID-19, started to spread this story. That 75% of the people that have died of COVID died of four other comorbidities. So CNN stepped in, and this is what's so terrifying. They were correct in that ABC News, Good Morning America, edited the interview. Because the 75% that died of four comorbidities was in relationship to a study, not the overall statistical data. So CNN was right. CNN was right that Rochelle Walensky was taken out of context. That would seem to imply that all the people that were spreading this statement, that were playing this audio about Rochelle Walensky, were wrong. Meaning that anybody who said Rochelle Walensky from the CDC said that almost all these deaths are from comorbidities, nobody's dying, the pandemic's not real, that they were wrong, they're discredited, nothing else they say now matters. I'm a little bit more intelligent than that, though, folks. You're a little bit more intelligent than that. The proof of that comes from the CDC's website, because the CDC website says something similar to what Rochelle Walensky said, but it's a little bit different. Here's what they say. For over 5% of these deaths, those that are related to COVID-19, COVID-19 was the only cause mentioned on the death certificate. For deaths with conditions or causes in addition to COVID-19 on average, there were 4.0 additional additional conditions or causes per death. Now, there's two big quotes here that need to be addressed side by side. What I just read you from the CDC website says over 5% of the deaths from COVID-19 were just COVID-19. The rest, that's 95%, were the result of four additional comorbidities. The CDC changed that data because it was 6% of the deaths and 94% of those deaths were from 2.9 additional conditions, comorbidities. What CNN is saying is that ABC Good Morning America edited the clip so that it took Walensky out of context And when that information spread in the media, which I believe it was allowed to spread, it was allowed to spread through the algorithms. And when people started to say, wait a minute, 75% of the COVID-19 deaths, 75% of 800,000 plus people didn't die of COVID. They died of four comorbidities on average. And you start saying that to people and publishing that places. And then CNN says, wait a minute, that's not true. That's out of context. And they were right. It was out of context. But the reality is, far more people than 75%, which was referring to a study, 
in the interview with Walensky, far more than 75% died of comorbidities relating to or in relationship to COVID-19. Because the real statistical data on the CDC's website, which was updated as of the first week of January, 95% of the people who have died, died of four additional conditions on average that caused their death. Do you see what they did? They distributed false information, intentionally taken out of context, so that when people began to talk about that information, which seemed to reinforce what they already believed, or what they've been believing in as an alternative narrative. The media says, hold on a minute, that's out of context, and they can prove that it's out of context in order to discredit not only that information, but to discredit anything and everything now that comes out of the mouth, anything that's published, written, spoken, etc., by anybody who had spread this out-of-context information. That is psychological warfare. But here on The Secret Teachings, you're getting the full context. CNN was right. Can you believe that? CNN was right. But their information was also taken out of context because it's actually 5% of the deaths, not 25%. It's actually 95% of the deaths caused by four additional conditions, not 75% of the deaths, because that data is based on a study, and the 95% is based on the overall statistical data. That's how psychology works, and that is how mob psychology works, because now if you say that 95% of the deaths are caused by 4.0 additional conditions, people say, that was out of context. You, you, you must have heard that ABC clip with Walensky. She was taken out of context. CNN fact check it. You know, they, they, they went in and they double checked that, it was, that it, that was wrong. And then you can't have that conversation. You see how it works? You see how context matters? Because while governments spread the news of a virus, they only told you about death counts, case counts. They didn't tell you about recoveries. They didn't tell you about how many people on average die a day or are diagnosed from other diseases. They didn't tell you how many people died of other conditions but were considered to be or classified as COVID-19. They didn't tell you any of that. Instead, just as the SPIB said, just as the Scientific Pandemic Influenza Group on Behavior in the UK said, they weaponized behavioral psychology to coerce the public into doing things and believing things they otherwise wouldn't do and believe. In fact, it wasn't too long after lockdowns began, and only a couple of months after Operation Warp Speed began, that a paper was published on how to psychologically manipulate the public into accepting a vaccine. It doesn't matter what you think of vaccines. I could be pro-vaccine for all you know, as if being pro or anti can adequately express the complexity of my beliefs. Dated July 7th of 2020, a study was published by the NIH 
and the U.S. National Library of Medicine at clinicaltrials.gov. It was sponsored by Yale University. The article states that the, quote, study tests different messages about vaccinating against COVID-19 once the vaccine becomes available. End quote. Its message was really clear. Get a vaccine or you're the cause of the pandemic. This is exactly the talking point that the White House has used in the last six months. A pandemic of the unvaccinated, right? It's directly from the NIH. It's directly from Yale University. It's directly from Fauci's people. This has also been done with other public persuasion coercion campaigns. In fact, it's called a behavioral nudge or behavior modification, the very same kind of behavioral nudge or behavior modification being used in the United Kingdom. Just like Simon Rudder, the co-founder of the Nudge Unit, said, this is what the government was doing. And rather than showing people the highly revered science, as was done in only one message in the study, the overall report instead suggested using the following messages to coerce behavior. Personal freedom, economic freedom, self-interest, community interest, economic benefit, guilt, embarrassment, anger, bravery, and trusting in science. And in fact, the highly revered science wasn't even presented as one of the options. Just trust in science. Not, here is the science. Just trust in science. It has no meaning. Get a vaccine and you'll be free again. Get a vaccine and we'll have a robust economy again. Get, an, get a vaccine and this will benefit you. Get a vaccine, this will benefit the community. Get a vaccine and you'll have some economic benefit from this. The community will have some economic benefit from this. Get a vaccine or you're going to feel guilty. You're going to be embarrassed. Won't you be angry? Won't other people be angry at you if you don't get one? Trust in science. Fauci is the science. You're not brave if you don't get one. You see how it works? And the Winter 2021 American Medical Association Guide to COVID-19, the AMA COVID-19 Guide, gives similar talking points from media messaging. The document explains controlled responses, quotable language, and interviewing techniques. It details the numbers game of broadcast and print time, your messages, vulnerabilities, and discussion standard interview do's and don'ts while providing delivery tips like the way that you project the way that you speak, the rate and the pace of that speaking, etc. All of this when vaccines have been proven safe and effective, why not just show that research? Because it's all about psychology. It's mass formation hysteria. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. I'll tell you more about mass formation hysteria, not psychosis, when we come back from break. Stay with us. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available as TST Weekends, our one-hour Saturday morning show. Search the show name and start listening today for free. And if you want to avoid those annoying ads, visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to our ad-free archive with some of our older shows included. You'll get a private RSS feed and access to the Montage Archive and my digital books. Subscribe today or listen to the free show archive at thesecretteachings.info. 
If you enjoy the secret teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, grab a physical and digital copy of his books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Visit thesecretteachings.info. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. This is Michael Strange from Troubled Minds. You are listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hey there, this is Greg Carlwood of the Higher Side Chats, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Thank God for fact checkers, right? Fact checkers have really helped us to understand and better grasp what's happening in our reality. Day-to-day news, day-to-day events. Fact checkers have said they found no evidence of mass formation psychosis, at least according to Reuters. They say mass formation psychosis is not an academic term recognized in the field of psychology. Nor is there evidence of any such phenomenon occurring during the COVID-19 pandemic. Multiple experts in crowd psychology have told Reuters. Doesn't exist. It's not real. Let's go ahead and listen to what Dr. Robert Malone said on Joe Rogan. And I also want to preface this by saying, I don't necessarily believe in mass formation psychosis. In the sense that, the media has erupted in hateful attacks against anybody who suggests that mass formation psychosis is a real thing. But on the contrary of that, anybody who says it is a real thing are also playing into the narrative. 
So I'm going to tell you, I don't believe in mass formation psychosis, but I also don't disbelieve in mass formation psychosis. I have my own thoughts because I'm not going to be categorized in one category, in one collective, or the other, simply based on the false dilemma of I have to choose to believe it and defend it, or I have to choose to disbelieve it and be skeptical. Here's what Robert Malone said on Joe Rogan. From basically European intellectual inquiry into what the heck happened in Germany in the 20s and 30s. You know, very intelligent, highly educated population, and they went barking mad. Um, And how did that happen? Um, The answer is mass formation psychosis. When you have a society that has become decoupled from each other and has free-floating anxiety and a sense that things don't make sense, we can't understand it. And then their attention gets focused by a leader or a series of events on one small point, just like hypnosis. They literally become hypnotized and can be led anywhere. And one of the aspects of that phenomena is the people that they identify as their leaders, the ones typically that come in and say, you have this pain and I can solve it for you, I and I alone. Okay, can fix this problem for you. Okay, then they will lead. They will follow that person through. It doesn't matter whether they lie to him or whatever. The data are irrelevant. And furthermore, anybody who questions that narrative is to be immediately attacked. They are the other. <clears throat> this is central to mass formation psychosis, and this is what has happened. We had all those conditions. If you remember back before 2019. Everybody was complaining, the world doesn't make sense, blah, blah, blah. Um, and we're all isolated from each other. We're all on our little tools. We're not connected socially anymore, except through social media. Um, and then this thing happened, and everybody focused on it. That is how mass formation psychosis happens, and that is what's happened here. Mass formation psychosis, the, the enemy image of the Republican neocons, that you have to have this enemy image to hold society together. You have to have an enemy, Saddam Hussein, terrorism, Gaddafi, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's all the same thing. You can call it mass formation psychosis. You can call it paranoia. You can call it delusion. You can call it a frenzied state of, of mind. You can call it hysteria. You can just call it psychosis. Whatever it is, it, I think, clearly falls into the category of behavioral psychology. And the evidence and the proof of this isn't within censored search engines for Google. It isn't from Joe Rogan's podcast with Dr. Robert Malone. It's out of the UK. Because while Joe Rogan and Dr. Malone were talking about mass formation psychosis in a very, very teeny tiny segment of a very large podcast, a very lengthy podcast, a very lengthy interview, the media has chosen to focus on those three words, mass formation psychosis. And Reuters has fact checkers saying it doesn't exist. And Psychology Today has fact checkers and psychologists saying it doesn't really exist. And it's something that both political parties and religious institutions and anybody who believes in something will do to their opposition. They believe that their opposition are crazy, that they're suffering from mental illness, that they're disturbed, that they're delusional. That doesn't mean that some people aren't disturbed, that some people aren't delusional, that some people aren't suffering from some kind of psychosis, that they aren't actually crazy by some definition, by some standard. 
It just means that all groups tend to do this because they see anybody who doesn't believe in what they believe in as being wrong, as being crazy. Because why can't you see things the way that I see them? Why can't you believe things that I believe? And this really knocked me on my butt. When I was out doing laundry the other day and I started talking to this guy, I saw that he had an InfoWars sticker and he saw that I had a Biden for Nursing Home shirt on. And this was the first time in a long time someone's actually commented on on that t-shirt. And he shook my hand and he said, it's nice to meet another Alex Jones listener. He's like, how long have you been listening to Alex? And I said, I've been listening to Alex for like a decade, maybe 11, 12 years. And I didn't preface it with anything. I didn't follow it up with anything. Normally I say, well, I've been listening to Alex, but I'm not really a conservative and I certainly don't support Trump because those are the categories you get put into automatically. Just like if I say I listen to Coast to Coast, oh, you must believe in aliens. Well, yeah, but not because of Coast to Coast. And I don't like Coast to Coast. I've just listened to it before. But I don't like Coast to Coast particularly. You know, I don't want to be put into a category. I want to have a conversation without being labeled immediately. That doesn't make me a hipster. It just means I, I, want, to have an, I want to have an open, honest discussion with anybody and everybody. And I thought, okay, this guy... He isn't wearing a pink pussy hat. He isn't dressed like an anarchist. I can probably talk to this guy. He was a Christian, very nice guy, very kind, just got married, said he, he's, uh, he's lived in Arizona for a while. You know, I'd like to hang out with the guy and talk to him more, but just that little conversation I had, we were talking about psychology and, and, and delusion, and we were talking about this bookstore a few shops down from where the laundromat was. It's called like, it's called like Revolutionary Books or something. They've got a big red communist star, and they're, they're, they're an actual communist revolutionary bookstore. And I said, you know, you got to be careful talking about this kind of thing because some of these people will physically assault you. You know, Antifa, BLM, some of these people will physically attack you. I mean, that's the Marxist handbook. That's the Maoist textbook. And he says to me, that, that it's mass formation psychosis. And I thought to myself, and I thought a lot about it after the interaction, would he have said that, or would he have said something similar to that, had he not have heard the Robert Malone, Joe Rogan interview? Which, by the way, I haven't listened to the whole interview. I don't listen to Joe Rogan. I don't have an issue with Joe Rogan. I just don't listen to Joe Rogan. I just, I'm not interested really in his show. Sometimes I'll listen to his guests. I've listened to the Graham Hancock interview and some others, but I'm not, I just don't listen to Joe Rogan. I don't listen to podcasts. But I have listened to that segment. And of the lengthy interview, the media has focused on those words, mass formation psychosis. They've erupted in hateful attacks on Robert Malone. I mean, basically, they've denied that it's a thing while essentially being caught with their hand in the cookie jar. And I think it's shown us the media has actually protested a bit too much. All they've done is create one mindset that denies that mass formation psychosis exists, which is the very definition of mob psychology, while creating another form of mob psychology in a group that aggressively supports something that prior to the interview with Joe Rogan and Robert Malone, they had never heard of before. Do you see what I mean? This is what concerns me, and this is why I can't make friends, apparently, because I can't fit into a group. I can't fit into a category. Sure, I like Alex Jones, but I'm not going to regurgitate mass formation psychosis because every right-wing person's regurgitating it, because every alternative media person's regurgitating it. 
I'm not going to put those words into my show name or into a tag just to get hits. I'm not cheap. That's where I've got a problem with this. That's why I called the show tonight Mastermation Hysteria, because I believe this is hysteria. People that are ungovernable because of emotional excess. And I believe it's a temporary state of mind. They don't have to think like this, but they keep listening and processing their rhetoric and the talking points and their radicalization on both the left and the right. And the only thing I can say that's positive is that there are some people on the right who aren't totally psychotic. And there are a very small number of people on the left that aren't totally psychotic. But I see both sides, for all intents and purposes, as being delusional. So delusional that they have lost complete touch with reality. It doesn't matter the evidence to the contrary. They have reached a point of complete and absolute delusion. And I think, call it mass formation psychosis, call it paranoia, call it hysteria, call it psychosis, which is just disconnecting from reality. It's a form of delusion. Call it whatever. It it, it is psychology. It's behavioral psychology. It's what the United Kingdom was doing with their nudge unit even before the pandemic and what they were doing with their scientific pandemic influenza group on behavior. They were using fear to terrorize the public in order to coerce the public into doing things they otherwise would not do. And one of the ways they did this was by focusing attention on case counts and daily deaths without providing any context to what those case counts meant. False positives, for example, cases that referred to sickness or just cases that are cases where people aren't sick. Daily death counts, people that are actually dying of COVID, people that are dying from being run over by a train, people that are dying from heart disease, people that are dying from cancer, people that are dying from drugs, legal and illegal drugs, people that are dying from gunshots, people that are dying from stabbings, people that are dying from other diseases. Because context matters. And when you remove context, reality changes. Especially when you focus attention You hyper-focus attention on one specific point. And the thing is, I don't think a lot of alternative media attempts to do this, but I think the mindset of the general public, regardless of what they believe, is the same. Because when somebody watches CNN, when someone watches Fox News, and they repeat those talking points, contrary to reality, They're doing the same thing, whether it is intended or not, by the host, by the presenter, etc., when they listen to Alex Jones, when they listen to Joe Rogan. Personally, I don't think Joe Rogan or Alex Jones sits there and tries to convince the public of something that's not true. I don't think that they're receiving funding from major corporations and drug companies to push certain ideas and ideologies and, and thought processes. I think that they all have... Everybody in the alternative media, they have their own points of view. 
They have their own bias, and they're trying to convince you of that point of view and that bias. And that is similar but not the same as a corporate banking sponsorship financing, funding, and writing the news for CNN, Fox, etc. Maybe with the exception of Tucker Carlson. Maybe. So what does that tell us? What does that mean? That means we need to be really careful about where we get information. We need to check, double-check, triple-check, and quadruple-check everything that we hear, everything that we read. Because if the media and, and social media as well are so interested in mass formation psychosis, one might wonder why the mainstream media would suddenly take three words out of a lengthy interview and focus not only on those three words, but focus so intensely on those three words that they immediately, it's like an immediate reaction in the public, create two opposing groups that, that simultaneously are cultivated and set into motion against each other. It exists, it doesn't exist. And they don't leave any room for discussion of what those three words mean and what they imply. And what evidence there is to confirm those words and what they mean and what they imply. Because if the UK government was doing this, and we know that they were for sure, we know other governments are doing this. You can call it a behavioral nudge. You can call it behavioral psychology. But we know that in July of 2020, right at the beginning of this so-called pandemic, in July of 2020, a study was published by the NIH and the U.S. National Library of Medicine at clinicaltrials.gov, sponsored by Yale University. And the study said that here are a number of ways in which you can get the public to accept vaccines without showing them proof that they're safe and effective. This is how you do it. Here are the talking points. Here are the terms. This is what you say. And this is how you say it. This is four months, just four months, after the SPI-B in the UK said that the government of the UK should drastically increase, quote, the perceived level of personal threat that the virus poses because a substantial number of people still do not feel sufficiently personally threatened. That was in March of 2020, April, May, June, July. Four months later, the NIH and the U.S. National Library of Medicine published this. A study to test, quote, different messages about vaccinating against COVID-19 once the vaccine becomes available. Using behavioral nudges and behavior modification, rather than showing people the highly revered science, as was done by implication in one of the messages in the study, the overall report suggested instead using the following messages to coerce behavior, exactly what the nudge unit and exactly what the SPI-B did in the UK. These are the messages in the study, the NIH and the U.S. National Library of Medicine at clinicaltrials.gov. Personal freedom, economic freedom, self-interest, community interest, economic benefit, guilt, embarrassment, anger, not brave, and trust in science. I have a copy of this in my book, The Technological Elixir, if you're interested in reading more about it. And I follow it up with the American Medical Association Guide to COVID-19 in 2021. According to the AMA COVID-19 Guide, 
which was the 2021 winter guide, so it is still 2021 winter into 2022, it gives very similar talking points for media messaging. It says, here are the controlled responses. Here's how you do it. Acknowledge the question, bridge to your answer, and deliver your message and proof points. Quotable language, clear, concise, and compelling. Interviewing techniques it provides, steering, blocking, deflecting, redirecting, flagging, hooking, and stalling. It details the numbers game of broadcast and print time, your messages, vulnerabilities, and discussions on how to do certain things and how to not do certain things, the do's and don'ts of the interview. It provides delivery tips, how to project, how to vary your speaking rate and pace, using the pause, having strong eye contact, smiling if appropriate, leaning in, don't slouch, exhibit emotion but not too much emotion. Read your audience. Stand up for phone interviews. In stand-up interviews, keep your hands in front of you, up and near your abdomen. This shows that you're vulnerable, of course. That's what they're saying. This shows you're vulnerable. It shows your hands. That's the old idea of a handshake to show that you don't have a weapon. It shows that you're not a threat. And all of this, when vaccines have been proven safe and effective, why not just show the research? What does everybody say? Safe and effective, safe and effective, safe and effective, safe and effective. They can't stop it because that's all that they know. And the other side says their own version of that. I don't trust it because of this, 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 or this reason. But is that really why you don't trust it? Or did you just listen to alternative media? Did you just listen to Alex Jones? Why do you really think that? Because Alex said it? Why do you really think that? Because Joe Rogan said it or because Dr. Malone said it? Or do you actually believe that? Is it because the conservatives believe that or you believe that? Is it because liberals believe that or you believe that? I mean, look, we have open public acknowledgement now that fear and terrorism were used to coerce the British public into doing things that they otherwise wouldn't do. And although it's not acknowledged in mainstream U.S. press, While everybody is focused on mass formation psychosis, liberals and conservatives alike, mainstream and alternative alike, we have the NIH study and the U.S. National Library of Medicine that I've been talking about literally for two years now. And we have the Winter AMA Guide that I've been talking about for six months now, both of which are in my book, The Technological Elixir. Am I getting any credit for that? No. Is anybody listening right now, any of you, are any of you getting any credit for this? No. Do we need credit? No. But this is my problem. Everybody suddenly knows mass formation psychosis. But how many of those same people know about the nudge unit? How many of those same people know about the SPI-B? How many of those same people know about the Yale University-sponsored study into coercive language to convince people to get vaccines without showing them the science? How many people know about the AMA's medical guide for the winter of 2021 that shows people in interviews how to steer the interview and how to block questions and deflect questions, how to do certain things and how not to do certain things to get your point across that vaccines are safe and effective without actually proving that they're safe and effective? How many people know about that? Because you weren't told. You weren't coerced. You weren't brainwashed into believing these things. So how many people really think for themselves? How many people on the left or the right actually think for themselves? How many people who claim that they're, they're researching you know, this stuff? How many people actually are researching this stuff and not just researching what their prescribed 
collective mindset says is okay to research. CNN's got what I need. Infowars has what I need. How many of you are actually thinking for yourself and doing your own research rather than just listening to what Alex Jones says, Joe Rogan, or Don Lemon? It's all psychology. It's one Milgram experiment spread out across the entire world and promulgated particularly through media and social media. And here's the thing that's really interesting. We're going to talk about this tomorrow night. An after-school Satan club in Illinois. There really is an after-school Satan club in Illinois. USA Today fact-checked it, so we know it's true. There is an after-school Satan club. However, according to the Satanic Temple's website, which are sponsoring these Satan clubs, the Satanic Temple doesn't believe in a supernatural figure equal or similar to Christian definitions of Satan. Rather, according to the Washington Post, the Satanic Temple, quote, rejects all forms of supernaturalism and instead promotes scientific rationality. My question is, is that the same scientific rationality that says science is real, global warming is real, and vaccines are safe and effective? Just talking points, just rhetoric, regurgitating those talking points. It doesn't matter if it's real or not. It doesn't matter if it's, if it's accurate, or not, accurate or not. Just regurgitating those things. Is that the same scientific rationale that says climate change is real, climate action now, science is real, hashtag, hashtag, hashtag. Hashtag, men can have babies. Hashtag, hashtag, hashtag. Is that the same scientific rationale who also seem to promote postmodernism? The idea that to be skeptical and subjective and relative is the only way to truly understand reality. To be suspicious of reasoning, to be suspicious of thinking, to be suspicious of logic, to be suspicious of critical thinking. Because postmodernism, which ultimately is the so-called scientific rationalism, is the idea that anything that is outside of the material sphere is inaccurate and wrong. That if somebody is reasonable and trying to understand, like we're doing tonight on the show, that we are part of a bigger problem. That the whole idea of philosophy, thinking, critical thinking, all of those things are in effect the very things that are preventing humanity from reaching whatever it is that humanity is meant to reach. For some it's God, for some it's understanding, for some it's whatever. But the idea that everything is relative, everything is subjective, everything should be skeptical, Reason is wrong. Ideology and collective group mentality, collective group thought is the only way to solve problems, the only way to deal with the world. Postmodernism, it is in effect your scientific rationale. And in effect, you don't have to believe in an opposing supernatural force. You don't have to believe in the devil. Scientific rationale is Satanism because it says that nothing else exists but this world. And science is not only real, but science can prove everything is safe and effective. In other words, scientific rationale, Satanism, whatever you want to call it, is the byproduct of mass formation psychosis. It is the byproduct of the postmodern ideology. And its progeny are people who are conservative, who are liberal, who are otherwise honest, 
free-thinking, rational individuals who have been swept up in a frenzy of delusion, hysteria, paranoia, and psychosis run by behavioral psychologists who intend to terrorize you and use fear to coerce you into doing things that you otherwise would not do. It's a giant Milgram experiment. A decade earlier, psychologist Stanley Milgram had also looked at how we respond to authority. In order to understand how people were induced to obey unjust regimes and participate in atrocities such as the Holocaust, he set up an experiment. Volunteers were told they were taking part in scientific research to improve memory. Will you open those and tell me which of you is which, please? Separated by a screen, the teacher would ask the learner questions in a word game and administer an electric shock when the answer was incorrect. He was told to increase the voltage with each wrong answer. Cloud, horse, rock, house. Answer, wrong. 150 volts. Answer, horse. Experiment. That's all. Get me out of here. Get me out of here, please. Continue, please. Go right on. I refuse to go on. Let me out. The experiment requires you continue, teacher. Please continue. Participants didn't know that the learner was really an actor, and the so-called shocks harmless. You're gonna get a shock. 180 volts. Two-thirds of volunteers were prepared to administer a potentially fatal electric shock when encouraged to do so by what they perceived as a legitimate authority figure. In this case, a man in a white coat. 375 I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. That's the Milgram Experiment. Dr. Robert Malone on The Joe Rogan Show saying those three blasphemous words, mass formation, psychosis. Now, everybody knows those words. Everybody promotes those words, and you either agree with them or you don't agree with them. Another form of mass psychosis, mass formation psychosis, mass hysteria, mass delusion, mass paranoia, whatever you want to call it. It's the NIH, Yale University, U.S. National Library of Medicine, coercive persuasion vaccine study. How to get you to take a vaccine without actually showing you evidence or proof. Published just four months after the British government started using the same methods to convince the British people that COVID-19 was more dangerous than it really was. Officially, that's been acknowledged from 10 Downing Street. And the AMA Medical Guide showing people how to likewise convince the public that things are safe and effective without actually showing evidence. It is mass psychosis, disconnection from reality. And this is what a mass majority or a masked majority of the population of the world now are subject to through social media 
and mainstream media. It is mass formation hysteria. This is The Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable. Thank you so much for tuning into the broadcast. Check out thesecretteachings.info. Subscribe to the show. Get access to all the ad-free shows, the montages, and the digital books. www.thesecretteachings.info. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast. You can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay tuned to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.